You're listening to Sort of Spiritual. Not too long ago, I never would have called myself a spiritual person. But in the past few years, I've gone from being broke, sick all the time, feeling trapped in a job that made me miserable, to easily building a six-figure business, finding the most incredible partner, and creating the freedom to live my life. And along the way, it looks like I've become sort of spiritual. In this podcast, I'm going to bring you the most impactful tools and lessons I've found for personal and spiritual growth. In season one, we're diving into human design, my favorite tool for self-awareness, easy alignment, and the catalyst behind my massive life upgrade. I'm so grateful you've chosen to join me on this journey. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, welcome. I'm your host, Katie, and I am going to have to find a new word to say excited because I use it way too much when I'm talking about human design. So this episode has the potential to make a big difference in your life if you're willing to take on the experiment of authority. In episode two, we talked about what the authorities are exactly. I went into each one separately, and I also had a passionate little rant at the beginning where I talked about why I care about authority and human design really as much as I do. So if you haven't listened and you aren't confident on what your authority is, I would definitely check that out. It is so important to get this piece. And this is actually even more important because the knowledge is awesome, but if you don't actually use it, it doesn't do you any good. And I honestly get goosebumps saying this, thinking about this, of what it would be like to live in a world where people could make decisions for themselves freely and in alignment, in the correct direction for their design. I know that so many people in this world don't have the privilege to make decisions like You probably do if you're listening to this podcast. And I really believe that we can create a better collective experience when we're collectively more aligned with ourselves and our designs. And this experiment that I'm going to be talking about in this episode is a big piece of this. So if you're not sure about your authority or you need a reminder of what we've talked about, I also have a cheat sheet for you. It's at sortofspiritual.com slash authority. It'll talk about all of the authorities. It'll also talk about what we go over in this episode in terms of how to start experimenting with it or how to perhaps experiment a little more effectively with it. This is what we're going to get into today. How I look at authority, how to start experimenting, what the difference is between mental decisions, fear-based decisions, and your authority, because sometimes it can be tricky when we have all these different inputs to discern which is which. And I'm also such a proponent for alone time, or even better put, stimulation-free time. (laughs) Because if we're always getting input from other people's energy, if we're spending time with them, if we're on our devices, even if we're reading all the time, or, you know, watching TikTok, or watching Netflix, or keeping ourselves really busy when we don't have a lot of quiet time or alone time, it can be tricky to get that connection going with ourselves if we don't currently have it. So some things to consider. Okay, let's get this show started. From the last episode, we know what authority is and we know it's not a mental decision. It's not a pro and con list. It's not logic-based and it's a way to make decisions. And it's really about feeling into your body and how your authority speaks to you. So where does that leave the mind exactly? The mind is great, okay? 
It helps us to understand things, to conceptualize things, to process data, to store information, to hold on to beliefs. It does so much for us. But one of the things that human design talks about in terms of how we've evolved over time and how we're continuing to evolve and the mind used to be more of a decision-making asset to us than it is now. So in the 1700s, human design says we went from seven-centered beings to nine-centered beings. And we're actually still in this transition until 2027. So I might talk about that on the podcast at some point. I don't know. We'll see if I get into this whole uh, 2027 evolution conversation. So the mind really reached its highest status in the 1700s. And since then, we've begun to evolve past that, but we're still very much conditioned to use our mind instead of our authority. Because really, in the grand scheme of things, our authority is a pretty new concept. And if you're new to me, something you should know is that sometimes I use weird analogies or metaphors. I see these images when I'm talking about a concept and they just help me to explain things in a way that people seem to understand, and some of them are a little weird. This one isn't too bad. <laughs> I was doing a reading the other day, and I literally I had this whole analogy or metaphor in terms of eating hot dogs, and I was laughing so hard. I was like, I can't believe I'm telling you this, but I'm just going to trust that the image is coming up because you will get it when I explain it this way, and she did, so if you're listening, you know who you are. <laughs> okay, so in terms of the metaphor for today, the way I look at the mind in human design, especially when it comes to making decisions, is that the mind is like a highly skilled horse and buggy driver who was very well respected back in the 1700s. And if you had somewhere you needed to be, you could trust this person. They could drive a horse and buggy like no other. They knew the roads and no one could drive a horse and buggy better than them. However, we are no longer in the 1700s. And if this same horse and buggy driver found themselves in the middle of a busy highway or downtown somewhere in a car, I mean, if they found themselves anywhere in a car, they'd be like, ah, witchcraft or something like that, right? But they would have no idea what to do. They wouldn't know how to drive the car. They wouldn't know where they were going. And that's the situation that I think we're in now. Our vehicle has changed. We're no longer in horse and buggies. We're in fancy cars, self-driving cars even, right? The roads have changed, our world has changed, but this old, well-respected 1700s mind of ours is still convinced that it is the best and it will be making the decisions for you. Thank you very much. And I find it helpful sometimes when our minds try to get so involved in our decisions and want to bring up all of these mental components to treat that part of you with the respect that it deserves because it believes itself to be the best for the job and it is trying to contribute. It is trying to make sure that you make good decisions. And I'll get into the difference of the mental decisions and fear-based decisions and authority a little bit later in the episode. But I like to, especially when I was first experimenting with this, to just respect that part of me because it's like, okay, you've been operating for a really long time. We're doing something a little bit different here. I fully respect your input, but we're going to go a different way. So this is how I look at authority in terms of how authority really functions. I can't say that this is the truth, but it really feels like the truth for me. It's really helped me to embrace this whole concept. It's something that I share with a lot of clients and it seems to have a positive impact on them as well. So I hope it's going to land with you. 
like I talked about in the last episode, I said that authority is potentially the most powerful part of human design. And other people might argue with me and that's totally okay. Honestly, I might change my mind on this at some point as well. <laughs> but I think that it's so powerful to make decisions that are correct and aligned for you. If you can move through your life making correct decisions for yourself, what a relief that would be to know that you don't have to worry. You don't have to stress. You know that you can trust this way of being on the right path. Like how beautiful. I often call authority your Google Maps to alignment. I don't know about you. I don't drive super often and I often use Google Maps when I drive and I have so much peace when I drive somewhere, especially when it's somewhere that's kind of new to me or I'm not super familiar with because I know that Google is going to tell me in 300 meters, turn right or whatever. And if I make a wrong turn, as I frequently do, it will get me back on track. And I look at the authority as the same way. If you make a wrong decision, if you have been ignoring your authority your entire life and like me, and you're so off track, your authority will get you back there. And it will get you closer and closer and closer to being back on track, just like every turn or every direction that the Google Maps lady gives you, your authority, every decision you make that is aligned is going to get you closer and closer and closer. And so it's really something that I've grown to trust so much in my life to help me make great decisions. I also look at authority as this thing that can see more than I can or we can. Our perspective as humans is so limited. Our senses are so limited. We see exactly what's in front of us and it's like authority has an expanded view. So here's an example I often share with clients. It's like you get this opportunity, let's say. So let's say you're a generator. Generators are here to respond. You get something to respond to and you're excited because you're like, this is exactly what I wanted. And your authority is like, uh-uh, no, don't want this. And you're like, what the heck? This is exactly what I wanted. What are you talking about? I've been trying to manifest this and it's here. It's on my vision board. Why are you telling me no? And this is where I really believe that our authority has a bigger perspective on our life than we do. Because you might be losing your mind thinking, why on earth is my authority telling me no when this is exactly what I wanted? But it's like your authority knows that if you say yes to this opportunity today, you think it's what you want. But here's the thing, something even better is lined up for you. It's going to be here in like five days, two weeks, whatever. But if you say yes to this now, you are not going to be able to do that next thing. You won't have the time, you won't have the energy, whatever it is, you won't be able to take on this opportunity that is so much better for you, that's gonna be so much more exciting for you. And what I really think as well is that in terms of the world of energy, these opportunities know what we have the capacity for. So if you ignore your authority when you're getting that strong no and you're like, well, this is what I've wanted, so this is what I'm gonna do anyways, cool, your prerogative, free will, do what you want. But this other amazing opportunity, it comes to knock on your like aura door, but it's like, oh, 
okay, someone else is already here. And it sees in the window. So it doesn't even come up on the porch. It doesn't even knock. It just backs away because it's like, oh, someone's already in there. Like this, there's an opportunity already there. There's no space for me. So I'm not going to bother this person. And so we don't know what we're missing out on by doing things that we don't actually want to say yes to. Our time, our energy, these are really precious resources. And when we're filling them with things that aren't a yes, we now lose out on these things that would be more aligned. And one of the biggest things I talk about with clients, if they feel like they're not getting things coming to them, if they feel like there's not a lot of alignment and there's not a lot of movement, let's say, clear space. If you are too full energetically, if you don't have space for opportunities, for invitations, for things to respond to, for urges, for surprises, for any of these things to come in, they're not going to come in. There's no room. So I've really gotten to trust my authority and I don't have proof of this concept. We can't split test life. If your authority is telling you no and you're like, well, screw it. I'm going to do this anyways. Cool. We'll never know if there was another opportunity that was going to come your way and that didn't because you said yes to something else. We don't know. If you say yes to something that you wanted to say no to and it ends up being a terrible experience, sure, you can kind of understand that. Like, oh yeah, well, my authority said no. I probably shouldn't have done that. Or you might get an uh uh-huh or an like affirmative answer from your authority and it could still end up being a quote unquote terrible experience because maybe you needed to attract that because there's a lesson that you needed to learn. There's some growth that you needed to do, some healing that needed to happen. There's so much more to the benefit of authority other than what our limited minds might be able to understand and perceive. And there's so much more beyond this black and white good or bad decision. Because again, we don't necessarily have the awareness or the capacity to understand really what is good or really what is bad. So those are some of my thoughts on authority. Now let's talk about how to actually build trust with your authority and experiment with your authority. And there's two big components to this. One is to actually notice your authority and build a relationship with your authority to the point that you understand what your authority is guiding you towards. And then you can decide whether or not you are going to listen to that. So like I shared in that previous example, as a generator, perhaps your authority is like, uh-uh, no. And great, you have the awareness of what your authority is telling you. Now you have a decision to make of are you going to follow what your authority says or not? And when you're in the process of building trust, you might not go with your authority every time because maybe you're just not comfortable with it. Maybe you don't understand it. That's okay. And this is why I really recommend experimenting and seeing how it works in your life, how it feels and what relief it brings. Or, you know, maybe it won't do you any good and then you can be like, well, that was a weird thing to do and move on with your life. (laughs) I don't think that's going to be the case, but, you know, many possibilities for everything in this lifetime. So I've probably said this too many times already, but experimenting is, in my opinion, the most important thing that you can do. Learning human design is one part, but you need to embody it and you need to try it out for yourself to actually get the impact. You need to see how it works in your own life. You probably need to screw it up a few times before you're going to get it right, and that's okay. You know, it took me about a year of experimenting with my emotional authority before I really got it. And then there were a couple of times throughout that period where I was like, oh yeah, I I get this. I know what I'm doing. And I wasn't so far off, but it really wasn't until I had a couple of very clear experiences where I was like, oh my gosh, I totally get this on such a different level. 
So when it comes to experimenting, give yourself the space to literally experiment, to just see what happens without having an expectation or a pressure or an end result of when you have to have this figured out by. There is no rush. I like to recommend people start off with setting an intention that I'm going to experiment with this, right? I'm going to experiment with my authority. So basically, you're just going to decide to give it a go. You are not committing to doing this for the rest of your life at this point. You are just deciding to do an experiment to try it out to see what it's like because I don't want you to take my word for this I want you to see how it works for you and the results that you get and then from there you can make a decision with your authority <laughs> or not if you're going to follow this if this is something that's helpful for you if it's a tool that feels good for you and is contributing to your life so once you've decided that you're going to take this on, I encourage my students, my clients to look back over past decisions and see how you've made them and see how they've turned out. When you understand what your authority is, look back and see. So in my example, I have emotional authority. Waiting for clarity is the name of the game for emotional authority and making spontaneous decisions is what I don't want to be doing for emotional authority. So I could look back and see very clearly that I have made many, many, many spontaneous decisions in my life that were not great. And listen, everything got me to where I am now, so I'm grateful. Like I was saying, this alignment thing will get you back on track when you start using it. But there were certainly a lot of challenges that I could see very clearly came from making highly emotional and spontaneous decisions. So notice that, journal on it if you want, keep a note in your phone about the different decisions that you can remember, and if you used your authority or if you didn't, like do you have an awareness of your authority right now? Another thing I often recommend is to keep a decision log. So again, open a note in your phone and notice if you can feel your authority versus your mind when it comes to decisions. This is that beginning piece of building that connection with your authority. So when you have a decision to make, and it can be something big, it can be something small, whatever, do you have that connection to your authority? Do you understand what your authority is saying? Are you getting any input from it? Write that down. And then, like I said, the next part is, are you going to listen to it or not? The more that you can see what your authority is saying and then see what your decision is to listen to it or not, the more you can really build trust over time. Because perhaps for a little while, you might just be noticing what your authority says and then choose to make the mental decision anyways, because that's what you've been doing for a long time. Or you might just like fully dive in and start going along with your authority right away. Then in this log, if this is something that you want to do, Keep track of how did those decisions go? Did they feel like they brought you more alignment, more peace, more ease, or do you feel like they brought on difficulty and frustration? And listen, sometimes if we're out of alignment, there is a fair bit of um, realignment and difficulties or challenges sometimes that present themselves as we get back on track. So sometimes it can be tricky to really know what's what, but often you'll get it fairly clearly in terms of what that aligned feeling feels like once you start the experimentation. Please message me on Instagram. Send me a DM if you have ahas about your authority or if you have stories of when you really got it for yourself. I would love to hear your experiences. Okay. So now I wanna talk about authority versus mental decisions. This is something that I've talked about quite a bit with my HD school students in our calls because it always tends to come up. And here's the thing, it takes some courage in the world that we live in to just get a yes or just get a no from your body 
or need to wait out your emotional wave or whatever it is in a world that so strongly prizes logic and rationale. We want reasons. We want pros and cons lists. We want things to make sense. We want to be able to rely on things, but it's kind of a false pretense. These logical mental decisions aren't as useful as we think they are. When you make a mental decision, afterwards you're left with more mental calculations and gymnastics of, oh gosh, well if I did this, then this wouldn't happen, and if I did that, then that wouldn't happen, and if I did this thing, then da 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 right? And it's like our minds can really go haywire with mental decisions because it's like, well, if I made a different mental decision, then there would have been a different result. Authority can really help to free us from the overload of mental decisions because when you get that with your authority, and when you learn to trust that because you've spent time building trust with it, it's just like, this is just what the decision is. I don't know why, but okay. And then it's just like that quiet. It's not the mind going with all these different possibilities and options and what would have happened if you said this and what would have happened if you did that. If you are trying to decide or uh, decipher what is a mental decision versus what is your authority or what is your fear versus what is your authority, because mental decisions and fear absolutely can get in the way. And here's some of the key points I've come to learn through my own experience, through working with clients. And one of the key ones is your authority does not give you reasons. It's usually a knowing and it's just kind of like, yes, this, here, uh-huh. You know, it doesn't really give us a lot. Even people who are those sounding board type authorities where they're talking things out, they might talk through justifications, rationalizations, logic, whatever. Or if you have emotional authority, as you ride out the wave, you might have all these thoughts about this stuff, but your decision might still end up being something that doesn't actually make sense with all the logic and rationale. The authority is usually just what it is. It tells you what the decision is. It doesn't give you a backup of information. And what I find is that mental decisions or fear often sound like and feel like to us is like, well, if I do this thing and if I do that thing and then this is gonna happen and if this doesn't work out, then this is gonna happen and if this, then this, then this. And it's just like this, like da 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 It's like, it's so fast and it's usually loud and it's repetitive and it just kind of keeps like going and going and going. And so it's a very different experience in your mind and it's usually not so much in your body, although we can certainly stir up a lot of fear and anxiety in our body when our mind really gets going on something. But I find that the authority and those decisions feel so different in our bodies. They feel a lot more clear, they feel a lot more peaceful, even if there is some like excitement or fear because often our authorities push us to do things that expand us. And so yeah, there might be some fear associated with that, but it's different when it's expansive fear and oh my gosh, this is, you know, this is a new experience. This is on the edge of my current limits then the mind and the fear that we have, the anxiety that we have just going a million miles a minute, coming up with all of these wild things that could go wrong and that might not turn out and strategizing for this and strategizing for that. It's just, it's so busy, it's so loud, it's so noisy, it's so repetitive. And so it's a very different experience from your authority. So do you get what I'm saying? This whole franticness, busyness, where your authority is more like, yep, meh. No, go here, talk to this person, do this thing. And listen, there might be a little bit more intensity, don't get me wrong, but your authority doesn't give you a rationale, it doesn't give you reasons. 
And so learning to feel that difference as you go through this. And if you have a different experience of your authority, again, message me, let me know. I would love to learn how it shows up for you. But that's something that I discovered to be pretty consistent across clients, across authorities, across types in terms of the mental decisions or the fear-based decisions and the authority decisions. And I want to acknowledge that it takes some courage to operate this way because it's so contrary to how the majority of the world does operate when it comes to making decisions. And this is where I'm going to go back to that piece of experimenting because like I've said, I don't want you to take my word for it. I want you to try this out. I want you to embody this. I want you to experience the peace and the relief of making correct decisions for you as opposed to overwhelm and fear and anxiety that our mental decisions often create for us. When you trust your authority, you may not know why. Actually, often you don't know why. Your mind might think that it knows best, but you can really trust, again, when you build that up, that your authority knows best and it's just so much more peaceful. You know, again, going back to the Google Maps, I swear this is not an ad for Google. (laughs) When you're driving somewhere and it's like, turn here, take this exit, and you're like, huh, that's weird. I usually go this way. Why is it telling me to go somewhere else? Because it knows that in one mile, there's a car that just caught on fire and you better listen to get off the highway now or you are going to be stuck in some serious traffic. Okay. So that's it for the authority talk for today. Like I said, I'm going to have another episode just on emotional authority coming up soon. It is the most common authority and there's a lot that I've really discovered over time that can be so helpful in understanding and implementing your emotional authority. Also, check out the cheat sheet. You can find it at sortofspiritual.com slash authority. We go over the experimenting tips. We go over what the authorities are and I want to know how is your experiment going? I should also mention that the human design experiment goes deeper than just authority. Your type and strategy are, of course, a massive piece of this, and we will absolutely get to that in future episodes, but understanding decisions in your body is going to be so helpful, even without strategy, and it gives you a big advantage when you actually do start experimenting with those things if you choose to. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. It makes a big difference for new podcasts to get out to more people. And I really believe our world would be a better place if more of us knew human design and understood each other. Okay, in the next episode, I'm going to be going into the centers. This was the area of design that I was so excited about. I still am, but I was so excited about when I first learned the centers because they just blew my mind again and again and again. So I hope that you will also love that conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.